I'm your number one fan. We all go a little mad sometimes. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. What an excellent day for an exorcism. My mom and dad are Hello. Uh, welcome back to Killer Cuties. Welcome back. How was your Tuesday? Good. It was oh. good. How was yours? <laughs> oh, just the greatest ever. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it was. Yeah. You said you have horror news for me. Hit me. I do. I do. <laughs> um, okay. Mm. We both took a sip of water at the same time. Yeah, that was very in sync of us. In like sync, the band. yes. Um, okay, so Steven Soderbergh. Okay. The man behind Ocean's Eleven, Magic Mike, Aaron Brockovich, and like a trillion other movies, but not a lot of horror movies, um, did a horror movie. It's called Presence. It just screened at Sundance last week. Um, it stars Julia Fox, Chris Sullivan, Kalina Leong, and Lucy Liu. I'm sorry. Julia Fox? Julia Fox. From- Ankaja. <laughs> Josh. All right, I'm, I'm in. Um, I don't think he'll be in for very long because it's paranormal. Oh. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, it's another one of those articles where it was like people are walking out of the theater. Apparently, a bunch of people did walk out of the theater. Um, the cast describes the movie as suffocating. Lucy even said that at the screening, like she was at the screening and she said that. It was absolutely devastating to watch this movie, and she couldn't even believe she was in the movie based on the reactions her body was having while watching it. Um, and it's based on a true experience with Steven Soderbergh when his house was haunted, the house that he lived in was haunted. And the cast has even done interviews saying that the set was haunted um, and the hotel was haunted, they stayed in. Um, so... Yeah, Kalina said that she was hearing knocks. Her alarms would go off. Um, I know exactly what you're going to say, but... That's crazy. My alarms also go off when I set a timer and then, you know, it's that time. Anyways. Not at the time they were supposed to go off, (laughs) to be clear. I just think every time I hear, oh, people were walking out. This movie's so scary. Everybody was terrified and they had to leave. It's always a a flop. Always. Yeah. Every single time, I feel like they do it just to get hype up for the movie. And it's got Lucy Liu in it, so I really hope I'm wrong. I hope it's an absolute banger, but I feel like when I hear that kind of stuff, I just immediately think, oh, it's going to be bad. Yeah. The last movie that I remember (laughs) hearing that about a lot was Infinity Pool. Oh, yeah. Which, yeah. I think there was one that we watched in Discord because an article came out, oh, this is Netflix's scariest movie ever, and people can't even finish it, and it was the worst movie ever. It was so bad. I can't even remember what it was called because it was that bad. Shit, what movie was that? No, I remember exactly what you're talking about. It was like some guy living in the walls. Anyways, it was terrible. It was really bad, and... I'm rooting for Steven. I hope this movie is fantastic. <laughs> um, I want to be wrong. I'll say that. I want to be wrong. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We will. For now, should we should we talk about The Haunting of Hill House? I guess. Yeah. Sorry. There's not a lot of news this week. Yeah. Well, you know. That's all right. It is what it is. Slow news week, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, let's talk about Hill House. Okay. Where to begin? This modern reimagining of the Shirley Jackson novel follows siblings who, as children, grew up in what would go on to become the most famous haunted house in the country. Now adults, they are forced back together in the face of tragedy and must finally confront the ghosts of their past, Some of those ghosts still lurk in their minds, while others may actually be stalking the shadows of Hill House. The ensemble cast includes Oscar winner Timothy Hutton, Carla Gugino, Gugino. 
Googie and Henry Thomas. Mike <laughs> Flanagan of the Flaniverse created the series. <laughs> Not the Flaniverse. The Flaniverse. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we have watched just Midnight Mass from him so far. We yes. will absolutely be watching more of his series and uh, getting in some of his films as well. Good. But yeah. And this also is Victoria Pedretti's first role. Yes. She sent yeah. in a self-taped audition. Yep. She didn't even have a, a headshot. <laughs> She'd never been booked <laughs> before. Uh, but I thought she did a fantastic job. And I'm happy it kind of launched her career. Yeah. That's Nell, by the way. Yes. Yes. Plays one of the five siblings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know who and, else is in this? Uh, Mike Flanagan's wife. Oh, yeah. Kate Siegel. She's in everything he does. Yeah. yeah um, I remember her in, in Midnight. Midnight Mass. Yeah. Um, which is fine. At least she's talented. She's yeah. a good actress. There's another horror director who I won't name quite yet. <laughs> Because I don't want to get hate. But he also casts his wife in everything. And she is the worst actress ever. <laughs> like, so bad. It ruins the movies for me. So uh, People are going we'll to speculate what you're talking eventually. about. I honestly think horror fans will know exactly who I'm talking about. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. Only because it's been a topic of discussion. Amongst yeah. us horror fans. Mm-hmm. Um, totally unrelated, but Mike Flanagan is the most tech bro looking ass dude I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, he doesn't. Well, he kind of looks like a director, too. But. <laughs> but yeah, he, I could see it. Yeah. Um, Kate Siegel wasn't who I was thinking of, though. Oh. <laughs> Young Theo is played by McKenna Grace, who plays the young version of everyone ever in every movie. <laughs> oh. She played young Tanya in I, Tanya. She played young Sabrina in The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. She played young Madison in Malignant. She played young Daphne in Scoob. She played young Carol in Captain Marvel. She played young Emma in Once Upon a Time, young Caroline in The Vampire Diaries. So if you need someone to play a younger version of someone else, that's your girl. (laughs) I guess so. Um, You better hurry up, though. I mean, she's only going to be young for so long. Yeah. Well, no, you just have to cast older actors and then she still plays the young version of them. I don't ever want to see true. credits in her name that don't have young before. <laughs> um, which brings me to um, Hugh. Mm-hmm. Why was that necessary to cast someone different? Oh, I think because they really wanted to show the toll that the years have taken on him. But we know that they do. We know that the Flanniverse is capable Mm -hmm. of very good aging makeup. No, because I clocked that girl the second Midnight Mass came on. And you did too. We both did. Well, yeah, but I would much rather have seen him in. I mean, we weren't supposed to not know it was him. That was the problem with Midnight Mass, right? Was that. Is she wearing aging makeup? And like, we didn't yeah. know that she was an aged version of somebody. But in this instance, we knew he was Hugh the whole time. So had they just yeah. done makeup for him, that would have been, for me, a lot more believable. Because Whoa. Henry Thomas and Dan Caplow look pretty close in age. They're only like 11 years apart. Yeah, that he just didn't do it for so. me. I don't know. I, I didn't have an issue with that. Okay. I, I felt like it was believable. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I would have preferred the aging makeup for, for him only. He was really the only one. Mm. See, I don't like the aging makeup. Mm. I feel like it always looks just like that, like aging makeup. <laughs> Which, I yeah, I guess. But. Yeah. I could see it. Yeah. 
They also, so uh, Victoria Pedretti and Oliver Jackson Cohen play Luke and Nell, who are twins. And they play the older versions of them. They're nine years apart. He's nine years older. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, she was only 22 when they were filming this. And she was supposed to be playing someone who was, I think, 32. So she oh. was, he was playing his age around. She was okay. playing older. Interesting. Yeah. The, the bent neck lady twist really got me. But the reason I bring that up is because when they were filming the earlier scenes with her as the bedneck lady or the scenes that they show earlier, mm-hmm. they painted her like blue so that you couldn't really <laughs> tell that it was her. Which yeah, I they was definitely cute, masked her, especially like with her hair a lot too. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'll talk about that all day, every day because I that changed my brain chemistry. <laughs> What, finding out that she was... Yeah, that twist. <laughs> I will never be the person I was before I watched episode five of The Haunting of Hills. Yeah. You can't go back. Just the the dropping, that specific scene. Yeah. Yeah. You have to categorize your life as before the bent neck lady. Oh my God. The bent neck lady reveal and after. <laughs> you got there. Say that five times fast. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that, that one really got me. I yeah. was pleasantly surprised by that one. Good. Yeah. I wanted to message you like every day. <laughs> what episode <laughs> are you on? <laughs> when you, when I didn't you did ask you know. me that, I was on um, the five shot episode. Yes. Episode six. Yeah. Which is also a fantastic episode of television. Yes. Um, um, very good episode. That, like I said, it's only it was only shot in five shots. Um, which, um, if you if you watch really closely, there are a lot of errors in it. Mm-hmm. There's a scene where um, young Hugh steps on a flashlight. Um, just like little stuff. Yeah. And I guess the directors. Mike Flanagan and um, I forget who, Daryl Frank, or I don't remember. Hmm. Either way, um, they would literally go through and watch the scenes back and decide whether or not they needed to do a retake. And they would literally just gladiator. Thumbs up, thumbs down. The flashlight made the cut. (laughs) So did I think there's a moment where the older Hugh kind of lifts his gaze to the back of the funeral and pauses for a second. Yeah. And it fits with his character because he is a little scatterbrained and takes pauses because he's also, we find out, talking to the ghost of his wife. Um, Mm. But in that moment, that wasn't a choice. That was him forgetting his line and looking to Mike Flanagan (laughs) to get the line so that he could say it. So there are little moments like that, but I think the third shot is the longest it's a little over 17 minutes long crazy um, of just a single shot they had to shut down production for six weeks so they could basically do rehearsals for that episode which is insane um and i love every second of it i don't know why shit like that makes me go feral like i Cannot get enough of choices like that. Like, filming yeah. chronologically or using practical effects or doing things in one shot is just, I love that side of it. Um, there's another movie that we'll watch that has, I think it's a little over 40 minutes of one shot. Crazy. <laughs> it's pretty much the entire last half of the film is just one continuous shot. Yeah. Um, and we'll watch that eventually, but it's so impressive. No, I totally agree. The number of things that could go wrong is just astronomical. I mean, you've got crew, cast, set. So many things could go wrong. And the fact that they were able to pull it off. And and not even just in this show. In any show that does, any show, movie, whatever, that does things in one shot is insane. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Um... And Mike Flanagan even, he has said 
that making this show was the most or the worst and most stressful professional experience of his career. He apparently lost Mike Flanagan. Oh, he apparently lost 40 pounds in the six months that they filmed it. Oh, my God. Because it was so stressful. And I'm very, very sorry to Mike Flanagan, but worth it. (laughs) Honestly. (laughs) Yeah. No, Um, I hate that he didn't have fun because it's such a beautiful production that it's. I'm sorry he didn't have a great time doing it. Yeah. Thank you for your sacrifice, Mike Flanagan. Yeah, I appreciate it personally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, can we talk about Steven Spielberg? If we must. We must. <laughs> we must. First of all, Henry right. Thomas is in this movie. Mm-hmm. Had zero idea who he was until after the fact. I was like, oh my God. He's That's a kid Elliot. from E.T. <laughs> And that's only one Steven Spielberg Easter egg. The other Steven Spielberg Easter egg um, is, well, there's two more. <laughs> Steve, Steven, the, the oldest brother, was named mm-hmm. after Steven Spielberg. Um, and then I guess his production company, Steven Spielberg's production company, had a, a big hand in the production of the series. So nice. super fun. Little little Jurassic Park tie. Uh, we'll always get there. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I knew that because I in the original novel, Shirley and Steven aren't in it. Mm-hmm. And then Eleanor, Theo, and Luke are characters in it, but they're not related. Um, and yeah. yeah, I think they named Shirley after Shirley Jackson because she wrote the book. Yep. And then in the show, the clinic that Luke goes to is called Sanderson Clinic, and that was his last name in the book, so. Little, oh. little nods. There's tons. I mean, we could do eight episodes on this show about how many nods to the original novel and even other adaptations of it there are in it. There's totally tons. Totally tons. Um, Theo is reading one of the author's first books in one scene. Oh, the lottery. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a short story. It's great. Going back for a second to the five shot episode. Yes, I love it. Um, what's Mike Flanagan's wife's name? Uh, Kate Siegel. Kate Siegel, um, who plays Elder Theo. Mm-hmm. Not Elder, but you know what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> during that filming for that episode, had just found out like, literally days before that she was pregnant. And in that episode, she's drunk and she like falls over and lights her head. and Yeah. Um, that scene was one of the more like stressful for Mike Flanagan and, and obviously Casey Cole. Yeah. Um, but anyway, they, they went on to name the daughter that was born that she was pregnant with Theo. Oh, I know. That's very cute. So sweet. I do like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, older Theo, maybe not so much younger Theo. Um, very good character. Yeah. Was that your favorite of the children? Um, probably. Okay. I just fucking hate Shirley. <laughs> Sorry, Shirley. Not a Shirley fan, huh? No. I think, I think Shirley and Steven were kind of made to be unlikable. The least likable. Okay. I think Theo obviously is just cool, so everybody likes her. Yeah. And then Nell and Luke, I think people just have so much sympathy for them that it's yeah. it's hard not to like them. So. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. I think Theo and Nell are my favorites. Yeah. I do like Nell. And Nell's whole arc and <laughs> Ben Lady thing really ties them all together. <laughs> I'll never get over it. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're supposed to represent the five stages of grief, though. The kids. I heard that. And I guess people figured that out before Mike Flanagan even confirmed it. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. He probably didn't even mean for that to be. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> That's actually a great theory. I agree. <laughs> uh, no, but Stephen's denial, Shirley's anger, Theo is bargaining. 
depression is Luke and acceptance is Nell. And I feel like overall they did a really good job with that. I think the only what like bargaining's kind of hard to do. Yeah. I could have believed Shirley or Theo, I think, for anger. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. But everyone else I think definitely nailed that characterization. Totally. Yeah, no, I I I would almost argue that Theo should have been anger. But, you know, whatever. Yeah. I guess I could see it mostly after she touches Nell and she comes empty and how she's kind of trying to get back. Mm-hmm. I could see how she says, you know, I'm drinking her back to life and stuff like that. So I could see how yeah. that era <laughs> of hers is kind of the example of bargaining that we get. Mm-hmm. But I mean, even in that episode, she says, I'm drinking every time I want to punch something. So <laughs> That's true. That's true. Again, very much exemplifying the anger portion of that. But That's true. Um, I mean, you kind of touched on this a second ago, but the family is very much not the focus of the original story. Um, and the original story, I guess Mike Flanagan wanted to do just a feature length movie and focus more on the house, um, but came up with this idea to... to focus more on the effects of living in a haunted house, like what that would do to you as a child or as an adult um, in Hugh's case or Olivia's case. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I thought that that was a creative take um, and especially to like tie it to the five stages of grief. If that was actually his idea and not something that (laughs) we put into his brain after the fact um, was really smart. Yeah. And I I don't know, there's so many things that I love about this. The fact that the first half, the first five episodes are you seeing the exact same story just told five different perspectives. Yes. If someone told me that they were going to show me a show like that, I would probably say, I'm good. That sounds really boring. Yeah. And I would be wrong. (laughs) Last week... Before I started watching, mm-hmm. uh, Dylan comes up to me, my husband comes up to me and says, hey, I, I would just really like to watch the next horror movie with you. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, no, totally. Um, let's do it. And I had forgotten that I had told him that we were going to be watching P2 mm. and told him, okay, here, we're, we're going to watch Hill House together. <laughs> and he's like, oh, oh, I, I guess I, okay. And he like kind of like, you know. <laughs> okay all right um he got like five minutes into it and he couldn't watch anymore because he was so scared oh which is so so cute and funny um and i was like well you said you wanted to watch something scary with me and he's like well it was because you told me that we were going to watch p2 and that movie looked more like a thriller so Mm. he's like i was just trying to meet you where you at where where you were at oh i know but anyway make um, him a starter list (laughs) i know honestly we really should um uh, he likes the thing. Not that okay. that was scary, but I mean, that's horror. Yeah. That's a great start. Yeah. Um, that would definitely go. Because I, I want it. All of this started. Because you said, I want to start watching more horror movies. And I said, I'm going to make you a list. And I yeah. had originally made a list of a bunch of horror movies that either I liked or they were classics that everybody should watch yeah (laughs) and I had ranked them I think I labeled them based on Taco Bell spices (laughs) (laughs) mild to spicy of like here's here's a starter to ease into it mild to fire (laughs) yeah yeah and so I think it's funny like that was my original plan was to ease someone into it and then I made you watch Martyrs Martyrs. on like episode 10 so yeah that was I shot myself in the foot because I really you liked that it didn't have a lot of vowels in it. Yeah, you did choose that, but maybe that I was, shouldn't have given that as an option. That was maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yes, correct. Um, but anyway, I, mean, I, I I regret making him not sit through Hill House and like commit to it. Um, yeah, because it's just not to not to get too ahead of ourselves. It's just so well done. I was going to have a disclaimer before we even started that just said there's no possible way for me to talk about this show without you 
knowing at least what end my rating is going to be on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a one for, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's hard to talk about it without a lot of love and adoration in my opinion. Yeah. It's just so impressive. Everything about it is very impressive. Um, yeah. One thing we haven't really talked, I mean, I guess we sort of talked about it. Um, all of the children, very good. Oh, yeah. It's so hard to get like kind of an ensemble cast of children um, to just work really well together. And yeah, they, they did a very good job. Um, yeah. It's did really you easy recognize? For... What? Oh, sorry. Did you recognize young Nell? She looks familiar. Violet McGraw? <laughs> yeah. Is she in something else? She plays uh, the little girl in Megan. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, little scream queen. I know. She's really doing it. <laughs> yeah. She's just like five years older in Megan. Uh-huh. Yeah. I knew she right. looked familiar. I- I know, right? <laughs> I didn't realize, because obviously, you know, I watched Megan after I watched the show. And this is my first rewatch. Oh. Um, which is kind of crazy. but <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but it's also, a, it's a sad show. I cried on multiple occasions. So. It is pretty heavy. <laughs> yeah. So it's definitely something that I feel like is maybe every year or so I'll watch it. But... Yeah, there was a lot of that where I was watching and I was kind of, oh, are they in the Flaniverse? Is that why I recognize them? And yeah. Her, I just knew, I, I knew I was like, she has been in uh, something else since this. I know she has because she looked so familiar. But I did yeah. think it was funny too. Uh, Annabeth Gish plays Clara Dudley, who's mm-hmm. the <clears throat> housekeeper, yeah. super religious in the show. And mm-hmm. she's in Midnight Mass as Dr. Gunning, who's pretty much the only person on the island who doesn't go to church. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And then it took me almost, I think almost two episodes before I realized that Stephen's wife was Bev Keen from Midnight Mass. Oh, I recognized her immediately because I hated no, her so much in Midnight the Mass. The blonde hair and she was so smiley and happy and nice and I just didn't. I don't know. And then all of a sudden, I, I think when she opens the door for Luke, when he shows up and I was mm-hmm. just staring at her, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> you put a little red hair on her and she's that bitch. <laughs> yeah. I, she. So I recognize people throughout the show. I recognize, yeah. um, obviously, the doctor, the her husband in, in this show is also it. But the only yeah. person whose role I remembered from Midnight mm. Mass is Bev. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, that, I hated her. <laughs> um, so it was jarring to see her as a sweet little housewife. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely a more likable character. Much more. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. the scene where she deteriorates and like, yeah. That was a lot. I know. But I kind of, he he's like the Ryan Murphy of movies, where if, you, well, and I guess TV shows too, he just loves working with the same people. I mean, they all do. Yeah, I but it. I feel like it's it's the most obvious with those two. Some people it's, okay, every couple of years they do a movie with the same actor or something like that. This is every single thing they do has almost the same cast. Yeah, that's fair. Which I'm not like we're mad about. They're all very talented. So. Yeah. And and to your point, I was trying to trying to place, oh, mm-hmm. is this person also in, is this character also in Midnight Mass? Or, which there aren't any, are there? It's other shows? Um, Well, there are people from other shows as well. I know quite a few of the people in this are in uh, The Fall of the House of Usher or Bly Manor. Um, I don't mean the actors. I mean the characters. Oh, the characters themselves. Yeah. Are there any characters that over... Because there's, there's a few characters no. that overlap throughout the, the Flaniverse, right? No. Oh. Not to my knowledge. Oh, I thought there were. No. I think there's nods to his other works. Um, okay. 
like we talked about it in Midnight Mass, how the character in one of his other movies is writing Midnight Mass. So you see those characters in that, but they're, I don't think anybody's ever actually played the same character in multiple shows or okay. movies. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I do, so in this, Carla Gugino plays Kate Siegel's mom. She plays Olivia. Kate mm-hmm. Siegel plays Theo. Mm-hmm. In another Mike Flanagan movie, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, called Gerald's Game, which is actually a adaptation of Stephen King. Yeah. We'll watch it eventually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't realize that was horror. I thought it was sci-fi. Oh. Kids sci-fi. Absolutely not. <laughs> Maybe a I'm child of, should not watch that movie. I think I'm thinking of Ender's Game. Yep, that sounds about right. Okay. Um, but anyways, in that movie, Kate Siegel plays Carla Gugino's mom. <laughs> so, oh, oh. In a fla- in a flashback. Oh, flashback. okay. So, okay. <laughs> yes. Um, and also, Henry Thomas plays her dad in the flashback. So, <laughs> so Henry Thomas is in more than one Mike Flanagan film. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I mean, the uh, the rest of the fact was also interesting, but. <laughs> that was the part I latched on to. <laughs> I just liked the idea of them all just trading off who's playing who's mom and dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's funny. Well, should we rate it? There's so oh much my to talk. I mean, there's so, so much to talk oh, about. We could go on and on and on and on and on about... I When I started writing down everything that I wanted to talk about. I was at about 12 pages before I was. Yeah. I had to reel myself in and say, let's think about this for a second. Yeah. <laughs> and how much time we actually have to talk about it. But I do kind of just want to touch on the red room for a second. Okay. Uh, and then, uh, okay. And then I, I have another thing I want to touch on. Okay. We're just going to touch on nine other things. Real yeah. Quick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> No, but I, I'm obsessed with The Red Room. I'm obsessed even more so re-watching it because it's so recognizable once yes. you know. Uh, you see that window and you're just, oh, they're in The Red Room now. Oh, they're in The Red Room now. And I think my first time watching it, I had to look up, you know, when were they in The Red Room? Mm-hmm. Did, was Steven ever in The Red Room? Because it was just this one moment of him in this game room, you know? And it's, oh, Oh, it's so good. It's yeah. the set design for that was so fantastic and so well done. And yeah, I just, love the concept of that. Just to expand a little more for people who aren't watching. Yeah, sorry. People are just listening. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, the the red room has this one tall, skinny window in the middle of the back wall of the room. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can literally take screenshots of each of the kids' rooms because the kids each get in their own room. And lay them yeah. over each other. Um, it's just, it's very well thought out. And they don't, they don't, they don't ever explicitly say, you know, I mean, I guess they kind of say at the, at the end, like, everybody had their own room. Nell kind of explains it. Yeah, near the end, they get flashes of when they were. And it wasn't just the kid. Olivia had her reading room, which was also her red room. I think True. Hugh's the only person that didn't have a red room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it just, it, it was very well done. Yeah. Yeah. The other set design that kind of like, um, boiled over into just cinematography of it was the, um, the book talk that Stephen was giving is the Mm. same room as the funeral parlor in Shirley's house. Um, and there's a shot where you're looking at – I'm trying to, like, grab this so that you can <laughs> see to your mind. Um, where Stephen stands to give his book talk is where Nell's body is in the funeral mm. parlor when she's in the – The coffin. Coffin, yeah. Um, so when Nell stands up in the back of the book talk that Stephen's giving – that's exactly where she is standing in the funeral parlor when she's the bent neck lady. Mm. So, and you would never know. They don't call that out at all. You would never know unless you saw both of those shots right side by side. 
um, yeah. which maybe we'll link to it or something. I don't know, but I just love that. Oh, and there's so many things like that just yeah. sprinkled throughout. There's so many Easter eggs. There's so much foreshadowing. There's so many mm-hmm. parallels. I mean, even in the storm episode, again, when young Nell wanders off from the family mm-hmm. and she's spinning through the house and getting lost, it mimics exactly what older Nell does right before she dies when she's dancing. Yep. And it's just, it's just all these little details. I could never. Mike yeah. Flanagan popped his pussy with this one. Let me tell you what. <laughs> yeah. And I think that there's a, like an art to being able to call back to things so long ago in the show. Like, movies can't even do that sometimes. Yeah. They can't make that big of an impression in a scene for them to know, oh, this is a this is like a parallel. But right. somehow, Flanagan figured out how to like make scenes so memorable or just like pop so well that yeah. you could like back to them episodes later. And it worked really, really well. Yeah. And not in an over-explaining hand-holdy way either. No, no, no. It was just so subtle and well done and very, as soon as you see it, it just clicks. Yes. Where it's, it didn't really need much explaining. It was just, oh, here's that callback and you immediately get it. Yeah. Yep. (sighs) Also small detail, but I really love it is when Olivia's scolding Nell because they find Nell written on the wall. And they go uncovers more and it, it says, come home now. Yeah. When Olivia's scolding her, you can see her holding the chalk that was used to write it. So if, if you're watching it for not the first time, you can see that and realize she was the one that wrote it. So <laughs> it's just so many things like that where, yeah, once, once you, if you have a chance to watch it and you haven't, A, what are you still doing here? Go watch it. But also, yeah. if you have a chance to rewatch it, it's just as good the next time you watch it because you can look through and find all these little nods. I was thoroughly enjoying myself finding all of the little Easter eggs throughout. Yeah. I'm definitely going to have to watch it again. um, Yeah. And see what I can pick out. (laughs) What did you think about the end? You're not always the biggest fan of a happy ending. I'm not, but I think in this case, they just went through so much. I really was okay with it. (laughs) And it was still a bittersweet ending because I mean, they still lost Hugh. Yeah. And I, they didn't have the best relationship with him, but it was still just uh, sad. <laughs> the show is so sad. <laughs> yeah. Which um, the whole time, the, the, the whole time, I don't know where <laughs> I was going with that, but the whole time, um, Theo thought that Hugh abused the mom. Yeah. And Hugh kept it from her, like would never explain, not that he knew that necessarily, but he would have rather the kids thought that he abused her than let them know what actually happened to her, which is like just a level of character development that you don't see a lot in TV. Yeah. Well, I mean, Stephen thought he killed her. Right. Straight up. Because he even says, I saw the police reports. I saw, you know, the bruising on her body that someone pushed her. Yep. So all this time, Steve thought, my dad killed my mom. Yep. Yeah. And and he never, I don't even, he didn't ever say I didn't do that. No, he just just let them leave the house. (laughs) Yeah. He just let them believe what they needed to believe to move on. And yeah. But I think he also explains it too in the end when. It's Stephen talking to his ghost and he says, you know, why didn't you ever tell us? Mm -hmm. And the dad says, there's some things you just can't tell. You have to see it. And that's why you didn't tell your sisters that you just saw my dead body. Like, (laughs) 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 I mean, at that point, if they didn't believe each other, I think there's more serious issues going on. Yeah. At that point, I think it's time to believe. But (laughs) yeah. Um, no, I, I only bring up the ending because um, Mike Flanagan wrote Stephen's final mon- monologue, monologue, mm-hmm. monologue first before he even wrote the pilot. That was the first thing that he wrote, and he ag- agreed with you 
where he wanted to write a sadder ending, but he just felt like the family went through so much that they deserved their their little happy seven-person ending. Yeah. Yeah. They did. Yeah. I'd love a good sad ending. <laughs> In this case, I was okay with it being happier. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm with you though. I I I like a I don't I don't like a sad ending necessarily. I like a hopeless ending. I hopeless one endings of are my fun. favorite tropes ever is called, I think it's called and then they scream, but it's basically where the character yeah. has a worse fate than death. And that's my favorite. I I agree. I think it's so cool when it's just this desolate like, oh my god. I would want to die. <laughs> Which yes. sounds really fucked up. But it, I love that type of ending. But yep. in this case, I was okay with it having a more uplifting ending, personally. Yeah. Agreed. I wasn't mad about it. <laughs> Agreed. Anyway, we should have done an episode for every episode, honestly. We could have. But that would just could've. be a Haunting of Hill House podcast, you know? We, we got a lot of shit to get through, Katie. <laughs> yeah, we really do. We really do. Um, the fact that I watched 10 episodes of TV between last week and now is just a fucking miracle in itself. Do you want to know when I started it? Yesterday. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that does not surprise me at all. Five episodes yesterday, five episodes today. <laughs> yeah, no, I had to pace myself. I was enjoying it a lot. Yeah. I, a lot of times when I enjoy it, I... When I enjoy TV shows, I take it a little slower, especially mm. a miniseries. Yeah, that's Maybe fair. that's why I've only watched one episode of that one show you told me to watch. Everybody DM Katie and tell her that she needs to watch Sharp Objects. Yes, Sharp Objects. <laughs> it's so good. Um, uh, it's just whatever. hard to watch. I watched, you gave me a show. I watched it in like a week. Because it was good. Just kidding. It wasn't good. <laughs> no, it's just... Uh, but that show is like fun, silly, silly, happy, fun, scary time. And the show you gave me is like heart-wrenching. Kids are dying. People are... Oh, uh, kind of like this show. <laughs> it is... This one does have a little bit of a faster pace, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's still so good though you have to do it eventually you can watch something else but i i saw we'll a list <laughs> i saw a list of like the top 10 miniseries today mm-hmm. sharp objects was on it and yeah, the it only other show that i had watched that was on it was um big little lies and big little uh, lies is very very good so honestly if it's on the same list as big little lies i really need do need to watch it i know big little Anyways. lies is pretty high though Okay. Uh, (laughs) Should we get into ratings? Are we ready? I guess so, yeah. Okay. How scary did you think it was? Okay. I thought you were going to make me ask you. Um, How scary I think it was. I I was actually pretty scared in a lot of the show. Um, I gave it a three and a half. Pretty fucking scary. It's a little spooky. Yeah. And it's paranormal. Gets me every time. It does get you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I think most of the scares were like uncomfortable things. Like watching Nell's face figure mm. and watching Bev, but not Bev, you know, <laughs> rot. Um, the scene, oh, the scene that really got me when Shirley and... Theo are driving down the road yelling at each other and then suddenly fucking Nell is in between the two of them screaming. Holy shit, I pissed myself. That by far is the scariest scene of any movie that we have watched. Without that is yeah, I think that's one of the best jump scares. Yeah. Ever, maybe. Yeah. People think the yeah. fucking red lipstick man is scared. Hell no. Saw that coming a mile away. To your point, it's in the fucking trailer. Nothing could have prepared me for Nell jumping between them and screaming. Holy shit. I could not sleep that night. Yeah. Yeah. 
Shit. When we when we first started this, one. I was like, oh, we have to do we're we're gonna have to do a um a segment about the nightmares that I have because of movies. I have never had a nightmare based on one of the movies that we've watched to date. I didn't even get a chance to have a nightmare from this movie because I could not <laughs> sleep. <laughs> it eliminated the possibility of nightmares. Yeah. I, I think I need to up it to a four because I think that oh. would be the highest rating that, I, that I've given anything. I don't think anything I've rated yeah. over a four. This um, is the scariest thing we've watched. Definitely. Um, yeah. and, and I'll give it a 0.5 specifically. I'll bump it up specifically for that scene because it's the scariest scene of anything I've ever watched. Yeah. It scares a shit out of me. I wanted to die. I... <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to make poor Dylan watch this. <laughs> I really, really, it's just such a good show. It's so beautiful. Yes, it is. It's it's so thoughtful. Like it's ugh. worth being scared for. <laughs> yeah. Like, so what if you he had fucking nightmares watching Heathers? The musical. Heathers? The musical. Heathers. Not even the movie, the musical. <laughs> the musical. Heathers. Which I get. I understand. In hindsight, knowing what the nightmare was about, I get it. But like. Oh, okay. He's going to have nightmares. I love the movie Heathers. <laughs> I love the musical Heathers. It's also great. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, how scary did you think it was? I gave it a two. Oh, God. Well, it is paranormal. So you have to give me some credit here. Yeah. But there are some good moments of tension. And even though I knew it was coming, that jump scare still got me. Yeah? Yeah, I still jumped. And I knew. They got in the car. They started talking. I was like, okay, you know, you know what's coming. I looked away for a second, looked back, and was like, holy shit. <laughs> they don't even like so, yeah. leave her there long enough for you to recover either. <laughs> A lot of times a jump scare is just, just long enough that you're like, oh, okay, that's what jumped out. They didn't even give you that. No, that jump scare happens and we're all Theo in the bushes crying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, another thing I forgot to to um, touch on. Yeah. One of my biggest complaints with Midnight Mass was that everything was a fucking monologue. Yeah. Why does it all have to be monologues? Um, and maybe I should talk about this later, but whatever. <laughs> um, I'm just excited. I'll talk about it now. It did. The farther you got in the show, the more monologues there were. And that was the, the first monologue when Shirley's on the ground after jumping out of the car. That was the first oh, yeah. scene where I was like, okay, we're getting back into the midnight mass thing where there's more really, really long blocks of text here. And that was a little draining, but I didn't think that yeah. that one needed to be that long or any of them really. Anyway, sorry. Okay. Anyway, how scary <laughs> do you think it was? not want <laughs> it was to talk. <laughs> no. Stop talking in the movies. <laughs> <laughs> Is that too much to ask? I just want to see things happening. Oh my gosh. I won't tell you which, but I actually have a movie on our list where there's almost no dialogue. Is it Wally? No, I did not put Wally on our list. <laughs> Too bad. That movie's kind of scary. No, but I did enjoy it, and it is on our list. Wally. We'll definitely talk. No, the movie that I'm thinking. Oh. <laughs> I didn't put Wally on our list. Um. What movie is it? Well, I don't want to spoil it. Oh. Although Gar it's pretty, like, you, I realized very early. I, I was like, why isn't anybody talking? <laughs> <laughs> Did it smile? No, no. So maybe you'll really love that movie. I guarantee that we're going to watch that movie. and It's going to be the worst movie I've ever seen. And there's just no winning. Oh. Well, that would make me sad because I enjoyed it. <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> I mean... To each their own, though. We can talk about it when we get there. Okay. God, I hate that um, people listening know what you're talking about, and I don't. That's so infuriating. Yeah, it's like I have a little inside joke with everybody listening, but Everybody you. but me. Which is yeah. backwards. Usually, it's just you and me and our little inside jokes and against the world, and then here we are, the world and you against me. As long as I'm always included. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? Okay. Um... 
I have a feeling I know this one, but how sexy did you think it was? This is going to surprise you. Oh. I gave it a one. Oh, whoa. <laughs> Despite Theo, <laughs> <laughs> I it was a tone thing. I was just too sad the whole time to feel sexy. Because every time she was sad, but like every time she was sleeping with someone, I was like, oh my gosh, she's just doing this so that she can feel something. (laughs) This, this show is sad. Rewatch it. You'll be like, this is sad. I cried so many times. It wasn't that sad. I think because I knew what was coming, but I had to check my pills. Maybe I'm close to my period or something, but I was, (laughs) it was sad. (laughs) Was it sad the first time you watched it? Yeah. <laughs> it's a heartbreaking story about a family. You're timing your Hill House rewatches to your cycle? <laughs> <laughs> Me and the Flaniverse are synced up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, How sexy did you think it was? Like a four? No, I gave it a two and a half. <laughs> okay. That's fair. I understand why you did it. Thank you. I just couldn't get in the mood. <laughs> well, even some of the ghosts were not terrible to look at. Which one? Did you like the bowler hat man? No. Tall, spooky Halloween boy. That's oh. my type. <laughs> and you still gave it a one. I know. In a different world, bowler hat man, you and me would be. Oh, that was a fucking scary scene, too. <laughs> Where. Where Hugh is like, Steven, look at me, look at me, look at me. And then here's fucking clockwork orange, bitch, in his face. <sighs> Holy shit, that was so scary. <laughs> clockwork orange, bitch. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I knew nothing really happened there, so the tension was gone. But I remember when I watched this the first time, I was like, this is pretty spooky. Yeah. Also, real quick, they did a lot of practical effects in this. Um, But one of the things that they did that was practical was Bowler Hat Man. They gave him extensions for his arms and magnets to, like, hold his stuff. And even him floating was a rig that they set up. Oh, that's kind of fun. Yeah, and the kittens, animatronics. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you can tell that a mile away. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but a lot of it, like even the cadavers were real, they were dummies with cavities built into them so that they could dig in. Um, but a lot of it. What? A lot of practical what? effects. Like the cadavers that Shirley's working on. Okay. So when she's like pulling stuff out of them and cutting into them. Yeah. They actually built cavities in the dummy so that she could oh, do that. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got yeah. it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Okay. Um, I was I was there. trying to imagine somebody dying of like being gutted. I yeah, I just forgot that yeah, no. Shirley was like the whole yeah, sorry. She's a mortician. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No worries. Yeah, um yeah. Shirley was forgettable. <laughs> Despite being in Twilight. Oh. She was in Twilight? Yeah, she's Edward's mom. <laughs> she's the Esme, Esme of Renesmee. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my god. I do not, not recognize her from that at all. Am I wrong? In my defense. Hold on. Let me make sure I I'm not wrong. I've a lot of Twilight. <laughs> yeah. Let me just make sure I'm not wrong. Make a fucking I fool mean, of I myself. I mean, I believe it. I could see it now, but I yeah, she just did. didn't. Yeah. Interesting. Fun. Um, what's next? How fucked up did you think it was? Oh, okay. I gave it a 1.5. What the fuck? What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Most of it is standard horror ghost stuff. But I gave it the 0.5 for Abigail because what a poor little innocent bystander. <laughs> Her choking on the rat poison, I was like, oh. That's what you gave it a 0. 0.5 for? Yeah, I don't want to see the kid die. 
Ugh. What did you give it? A 2.5. Oh, okay. What for? I mean, the bent neck lady scene. For one. Oh. See, I didn't think that was fucked up. I thought that was brilliant. Well, yeah, of course. But, like, also <laughs> fucked up. Um, yeah, I guess. Olivia and, like, killing her children. That's fucked up. She doesn't kill the children. She kills Abigail. She tries to kill her own children. And Abigail is an innocent bystander. That's, That's why. Up. That's why I gave it a point five. <laughs> no, you gave it a point five because you had to watch a child die. Miss In the manner of I, what happened. I like it. It was the whole kids. scene. I don't. We've been over this. I don't. Didn't I just admit I was wrong? <laughs> what movie did we watch where I was like, maybe we should stop killing kids? <laughs> I don't remember. Well, I, I think, think you didn't say that. Lurks. I was like, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're good. We've done it. <laughs> Let's stop. That was not a necessary way to kill a child. <laughs> if you have to kill one. Yeah, mm. if it has to be done. Not like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no. Uh. <laughs> Anyway. Okay. Anything else? Did no. You give it a, oh, okay. 2.5. Overall. Okay. What did you think? I gave it a 4.5. Very good show. And I think <laughs> I think the, the 0.5 I'm docking for the same reason I didn't like Midnight Mass was just there was a few really lengthy scenes. Like, just talk, 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 talk. Mm-hmm. Just stop talking. Which, like... I have done nothing but talk this entire episode, so maybe you feel my pain. <laughs> but, um, I, I talk a lot as well, so <laughs> yeah. The it that and the whole like you thing. Oh, okay, that's what. Those are the only two things in the entire show that took me out of the show. Like okay. I, I was just so frustrated with like these long monologues and the fact that they recast old Hugh when Hugh was old enough. I think that's so interesting because the mod I didn't even really notice the long like the longer mod now that you say it, I'm thinking back and I I see which ones you're talking about, but mm-hmm. I it didn't bother me. Maybe because I was just so pissed off about Midnight Mass having so many of them. I was expecting yeah. them and then when they started showing up more often than the first couple times. Yeah. Um, you had Mike Flanning in in your notebook and you were waiting for him to screw up. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I was waiting for him to show his true colors, which is yeah. poetry. I mean, I'm not saying that the monologues weren't good. I just didn't think they were necessary. The monologues in Midnight Mass were not. They That was too much. Yes. This one, I felt like it was all right. Yeah. I didn't mind it as much. Um, definitely better than yeah. Midnight Mass in terms of everything, really. <laughs> Yeah. Um, what did you give it? I thought going into this, when I remembered back on my first watch, and I was thinking about doing this episode, I was confident I would be giving it a 4.5. That's what I remembered it being. I remembered it being a great show. Mm-hmm. And I was wrong because it was even better than I remembered. And I gave it a 5 out of 5. <laughs> nice. Because... Honestly, it was almost better rewatch. No, it wasn't. Because you can't really replace finding out about the bent neck lady for the first time in your life. That's crazy. But it is just as good at watching it. And I think that's why it's a five for me, because it didn't lose any of that. It was still so good. Still got scared a couple times. (laughs) Nice. And uh, it was just beautiful. It was really beautiful. It honestly was very beautiful to watch everything that I knew about it now that I've, you know, I'd seen it and read a lot about it and knew so much about it. So rewatching it, I could really appreciate all of that a lot more. Mm-hmm. And I just think as far as limited series go, this is, this is up there <laughs> for me. Hmm. Well. It's good. It's a good show. Agreed. Big fan. But the real question is, would you survive? No. 
No. Why not? I would not. Because okay. I am so susceptible to <laughs> ghost manipulation. <laughs> I just, I would be toast. Yeah, unfortunately, I can see that for you. <laughs> Thank you. It's my one flaw. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm. You're dead. a goner. Yeah, I'm jumping off that staircase. Toot sweet. Post haste. What about you? Would you survive a hill house? So I think this comes down to which character you kind of are, right? Okay. That's how I'm basing my survival. Which character am I most like? Did they survive? And I think I'm surviving because unfortunately, I'm Steven. (laughs) Yeah, you really are. (laughs) If there's there's three things about me, it's one, I do not believe in ghosts. Two, mental illness runs in my family. And three, I'm a sellout, baby. (laughs) Yep. I'm Steven. You are Steven. I know, and I I hate that, but I'm working on it. But it's who I am. You're working on not being a sellout? No, not that part. Okay. Um, (laughs) None of it actually really, but I'm at least rewatching it. I was more, the first time I watched this, I was like, oh, I'm Theo for sure. No, I'm not. I'm a Steven wanting to be a Theo. (laughs) That's who I am. And I'm self-aware enough to know it. So yeah. Thank you for listening to my TED talk. See, I wasn't I wasn't really like assigning myself one of the characters of the show. I was just Yeah. Like would yourself I survive in that situation. Hill House. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I would, because again, I'm I'm kind of a skeptic and it it didn't seem to attach to the skeptics as much. Yeah, well. Yeah. Rip to you, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Not uncommon that I die and you live. It isn't. Is your thing updated? No, it still says 9 and 11. That's so incorrect. It's crazy. <laughs> it's, the, it's the closest we ever were. It's the closest spread. So yeah. I like it. No, it makes me look less like The closest like a... we ever were was 2 and 2. <laughs> oh, well, the closest spread. like it, The spread is just widening from here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do yeah. you want to know what we're at right now? Yeah. No, uh, yeah. You've died 26 times, which out of 56. It's less than half. It's less than half. I've died 17. <laughs> I'm nailing okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Whew. <laughs> well. Yeah. Uh, Normally... Again? See, this is, again, again. You picked this. You did this. I did. You picked did. the movie for next week. I did. You've already seen it. It wasn't even on my radar and you were like, we got to talk about this movie. So. Yeah. Well, have you seen it? Yeah. Oh. Yes. Well, I've, I've seen them all. Okay. <laughs> Ugh. I loved it when we got our suggestion for P2 and you were like, have you seen it? I was like, yeah, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, Katie. Uh, um, But yeah, next week we're going to be talking about uh, Annihilation. It stars Natalie Portman and Oscar Isaac, right? Poe Dameron. Yeah, Oscar Isaac. Oh, I was like, I don't know that person. That's the Star Wars reference, but you know. Mm. Which they're both. Help me, one Close. They're That's both. what it is. Well, is that is that like another Luke I am your father that they don't actually say that? No, 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 no. They they say help me Obi Wan. Obi Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, but help me like, Obi Wan, you're my last hope. Uh, only hope. Only Obi-Wan hope. Kenobi. Okay, start over. Help Obi-Wan. me Obi Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Actually, it might be our only hope. Either way, we're not here to talk about Star Wars. But Thank I'm going to talk about Star Wars for a second. They're both in Star Wars. <laughs> oh, my That's God. All. But, like, different Star Warses. Different wars Are you going to talk about Star Wars, Wars episode? 
Probably. They're both in Star Wars. All right. Any I'll opportunity. Up on my knowledge. <laughs> any opportunity to bring up John Williams. Oh, yeah. Isn't she one of the uh, siblings who kiss? Isn't that her? No. Oh, no. That's. She's the. Pad. Padma. Padma. Padme. Padme. She's Padme. Luke and Leia kiss. Correct. Nailed yeah. it. Um, Natalie Portman had a body double in the movie, like not not like a body double in production, like a body double yeah, in the movie. Yeah, I know, and it was Kiera Knightley. Kiera Knightley. I know everything about Star Wars, Katie. <sighs> it's so weird because you've never even seen them. Don't need to. <laughs> I think you should. I don't. I don't. I'll end it there. <laughs> you made me watch 56 horror movies and you can't even watch one Star Wars movie? I have watched one Star Wars movie. Which one? Oh, that's Solo. right. Solo. Solo. <laughs> Yikes. And it was not good, so I will not be watching the rest. I'm so sorry. That movie was not also, good and you, you didn't get it. You, uh, I got it because I know everything about Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Except that his name is Han. Han. That was a surprise for me. I thought it was Hans. Yeah, because that's a name. Yeah. Um anyways, you asked to watch horror movies. I didn't ask to watch Star Wars, so that's where we're at. Yikes. It is for you and not for me. Once again, I win. <laughs> oh my god. Um <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, no, I'm excited to talk about Annihilation, not because I like love it or anything. I'm excited to rewatch cuz I haven't seen it since the first time I saw it. Wow. I know. That really cleared up when you watched it for the first time. I don't know. When did it come out? Around then. <laughs> really? Yeah. Did you see it in theaters? No. Ugh, I would have killed to see it in theaters. Okay, we're talking too much about the movie. Um, we can talk yeah, about yeah. it in the next episode. Yeah, we'll see you then. Okay, bye. Bye.